You're about to hear the Children's Hour podcast. Thanks for being a listener. There's a learning guide that accompanies this episode. Look for this episode page, The Brain, at childrenshour.org. Why does the brain put up with doing all the work? I don't know why. It doesn't mind. (laughs) It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. About Your Troubles is the Asylum Street Spankers from their kids' CD, Mommy Says No. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We have a pretty small crew today. I'm going to say hello to everybody, though. Hi, this is Katie Stone. So happy to be with you. Hello. Happy day. It's Maya. Hi, I'm Isaac. Hello, it's Evan. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hello, it's Zen. 
Well, I'm so excited to be with you all here today because we are talking about one of my very favorite topics, which is the brain, the human body, and the organ called the brain. What do you guys know about the brain? Anything? I know that it controls the body. I know that your brain is the size-ish of your two fists put together. Wow. Now everybody's putting their two fists together and saying, that's awfully small. No wonder. I think there's this one thing about the brain that's really cool. There's like a, there's two halves of the brain and they kind of work together, right? There's the left side and the right side. Uh, For me, this relates to me in a way because I have dyslexia. When you're dyslexic, apparently your right brain is trying to read even though it's not really good at it. Yes, it can kind of read, but the left brain is the specialist in language and more like logic, right? Wow. So that's cool. So do you think that when like if you have dyslexia and you have any kind of intervention or or whatever for dyslexia, is that part of what the therapist is trying to teach is to like let that other side of the brain learn the skill of reading? Yeah, it's kind of like getting getting my uh, my left side of the brain to do the reading instead of having to force the responsibility onto my right brain. Very cool. Well, I think it's kind of cool that our brain takes, you know, if you look at a diagram at the brain exhibit that was here last year in the Natural History Museum, there was a diagram showing the uh, brains of many different animals, and it showed that basically all of the separate parts that a lizard would have, a bird would have, so basically each animal would add on to what the previous animal had had in terms of brain power, and so the human brain is combined with all of them. You know, it has aspects from the lizard brain, the bird brain, the all the many stuff and things. Correct me if I'm wrong, because Zen knows a heck of a whole lot more than I do. I think you got it pretty good. Basically, all of our ancestors, those who were like lizard-like and those who kind of looked like a raccoon, our brain is basically taking stuff from their brain and adding onto it. Wow. Today on the show, also, I'm really excited because you guys, uh, Zen and Amadeus, uh, have a little something special for us. Can you tell us what it is? We're going to be doing a review of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie on the show today. It's going to be way past cool, so don't miss it. Wow. Well, we're thinking about the brain today on the Children's Hour. The heart is a muscle. We call it cardiac. It pumps blood through your body when it relaxes and contracts. But if somebody gave you a magical emotion, your heart would not be the spot to process the emotion. Your brain is a blob, it's floating in your soul in cerebrospinal fluid and makes love possible. Your brain has more to do with your state of Twitter patient. So we should change the way we say our words of admiration Something more scientifically accurate Do I love you if I love my brain? I love you if I love my brain I know sometimes love can make us feel insane But I love you if I love my brain I love you There's a part of the cortex called somatosensory And every time we kiss, this area receives A multitude of signals 
lips and fingertips take up a lot of space. Oxytocin helps us feel close when it's released from the hypothalamus. The amygdala is calmed and dopamine released. Butterflies and starry eyes, our love will just increase. I love you. Stores your side of the story, so you can fill things in where my side gets blurry. We can tell the grandkids when we're gray and old. Decisions we made with our frontal lobes. We said I love you with all of my brain. I love you with all of my brain. Side by side, hand in hand, 'cause I love you with all of my brain. I love you with all of my brain. I love you with all of my brain. Taylor Woodward, right here on the Children's Hour, talking about the brain. Today on the show, we have Nick AC and Ingrid Lane. They're from the Mind Research Network at the University of New Mexico. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Thank you. Thank you. And you're from the Mind Research Network. That's at the University of New Mexico. And the Mind Research Network studies brains? It sure does. Are you neurologists, neuroscientists? What do you, how do you describe yourselves? So a bunch of different um, fields end up studying the brain. So I'm a biomedical engineer. And I'm a computer scientist. Wait, studying the brain. Yeah. Wow. Well, we have a lot of questions for you, and Maya's going to kick it off right here. So I know that the brain controls our entire body, but how does it work? So the brain works by using chemicals to help Um, what we want to do, communicate with our muscles for those to move. So one big part is the spinal cord. So that long line that we have in our back is part of how the brain is able to tell our muscles what to do. And opposite sides of the brain communicate with the opposite side of your body. So the left part of your brain tells the right part of your body what to do. And the right part talks to the left part. Is there any time when... Like, is there a specific movement where the two brains or where the two sides work together? Actually, yes, there is. There's a a big divide um, between the two sides of the brain um, called the corpus callosum. And uh, that allows for communication between the two sides. What are the parts of the brain and what do they do? So there's a bunch of different parts of the brain. There's the front part of our brain that we call the frontal lobe. Um, There's the temporal lobes, which are on the sides, Um, the part of our brain that that processes what we listen to and hear is on those two sides. And then the part of our brain that processes what we see is called the occipital lobe, and that's in the back of our head. And so the front part is kind of like 
the part of your brain that helps make decisions. What other parts of the brain control other parts of the body? Well, there are a lot of uh, regions within those lobes that have various functions. Um, for instance, there's uh, two regions, Broca's area and Wernicke's area, in the left part of the brain. And uh, they're in charge of language. So they help you understand what people are saying, and they help you talk. They help you write and read. And they're very important locations. But if somebody has an injury on one part of their brain, can't the functions that that part of the brain controlled migrate to another part of the brain? Kind of like what Zen was saying earlier about his dyslexia? Yes, they can. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes people have, um, there's something we call strokes, and it more often happens in when you're a bit older, like our grandparents, you know, like 70s or 80s. And so sometimes those parts of the brain that are damaged um, will be okay, other times not. But often for children, if there's any kind of injury, they will recover really much more quickly. I've heard it said that the brain can be described for kids as plastic. When they when we hear that, what does that mean? That's uh, we we typically refer to that as neuroplasticity, and it's the brain is constantly rewiring itself. Um, it's been rewiring itself since we started this program, actually, in all of us, and um, is really an impressive um, area of research that we're only now getting into. As you grow, your brain develops more and more connections. But then there's also a point when you're in your teens or thereabouts where your brain starts to, we call it prune. And so then it solidifies the connections that are really wise for it to have. And it kind of lets go of some of those other ones that aren't as useful. I've heard that we only use a certain amount of our, of like our brain power. Is that true? No, it's not actually. We use our entire brain. Yeah, that was an idea that I don't know quite how that got around as much, but we use, often it's that we're using parts of our brain and then other parts of our brain. So let's say at one point you might want to be resting. So that's more likely your salience network, which is just a fancy way of kind of saying like your brain's sort of, you know, not doing as much. Um, and then there's another, um, if your brain is more active, that might be, we call it the executive network, if you're like thinking or taking a test. And so that part of the brain might not be used when you're sleeping, but it doesn't mean that we're really only using 10% of our brains. At the beginning of the show, Maya said that the brain is the size of two fists put together. Is that true? Roughly. Um, it's a little bit larger. It's about three pounds. Um, and it's, if you were to... Uh, unwind it. You've seen it. It looks like a, a big ball of yarn almost. If you were to unwind it, it's huge. Wait, so the brain is made up of like a long string that's all crammed together, basically, like a thick cord that's all crammed together? And we call that those folds are the sulci and the gyri. So that's how our brain is able to do so much. It's f kind of been able to put a lot of things into a smaller space. So wait, is it actually possible to take the brain, obviously not a living brain, but is it possible to take a brain and like stretch it out? Is, is it really all one thing that's just folded into itself? So the folds are more on the outside. And so inside it does just look like 
like a thick tissue, perhaps. Um, but when you look at the outside, there are a bunch of folds, and that is what's able to maximize um, the, the possibility for what our brain is able to do. Like if you look at a mouse, the mouse doesn't have any of those folds. Oh. And that's why we're able to do so much more than mice. We're able to talk and think and go to school. Today on the show, we have Nick Acey and Ingrid Lane. They're from the Mind Research Network at the University of New Mexico. And we're talking about brains. I sit beside the fire and think of all that I have seen. Of meadow flowers and butterflies and summers that have been. Of yellow leaves and gossamer in autumns that there were. With morning mist and silver sun and wind upon my head. Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit dedicated to producing high quality kids' public radio. Learn more at childrenshour.org. 
support for the Children's Hour is provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment experience in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. Learn more about play, dining, and family programming, as well as future locations and events at electricplayhouse.com. Everything's Controlled by the Brain is Doc Dower from a CD called The Body Rocks. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and we are talking with Ingrid Lane and Nick Acey, and they are from the Mind Research Network at the University of New Mexico. They're brain scientists. The kids have lots more questions, including Isaac. How do you study the brain? Well, that's part of what we do at Mind Research Network. We use methods called neuroimaging. So we use these machines. One is called MEG, magnetoencephalography. So we study the magnetic 
activity that's in your brain. Every all the, um, There's synapses in your brain. And when we put a, a bunch of synapses together, they make kind of a magnetic... Wait, what's a synapse? So a synapse is the way that the brain is able to communicate. One part of it is the synaptic cleft. And um, it's how neurons are passed back and forth. So are these very, very tiny inside the structure of the brain? Yes. And you're saying that they create a magnet, like a magnetic field? The, the, the electrical movement in there creates that magnetic force that we can then measure. So you're saying the brain's, all the brain's work that it's doing inside our heads is actually controlled by some kind of electricity that's happening inside of our bodies? It's electrical and chemical is what it kind of comes down to. So you might have heard of like dopamine neurons and glutamate. So those are all of the different ways that the brain is communicating. So the brain is sort of seeped in these chemicals that allow for electricity to work through those chemicals. Is that kind of how it works? Yes. And um, a lot of our work has to do with um, looking at the electrical signals, looking at the magnetic uh, results of these electrical signals. And uh, magnetoencephalography is that... Um, that study, we get to look at, we can actually look at brain waves. Your your brain makes waves kind of like music almost. And we're doing a study right now, and we're going to do fMRI, which looks at how the oxygen levels move in your brain. So what parts of your brain are being used at one time, and then MEG. We're looking at how the brain develops normally. So we happen to be looking for the ages 6 to 8 and 11 to 13. And we'll be following kids for five years, and we get to play fun games, and we do that under these machines to see how your brain is working. So you're leaving me with a question. When you're looking at these at these scans of people's brains, and I'm taking it, you're looking at them live while they're doing something. So if you had one of these scan things on my head right now, you'd be seeing certain things on your computer light up because I'm talking, because I'm moving my hands and gesturing as I talk. So you would be able to see all this because all of that is being controlled by electromagnetic energy inside my brain that you can pick up with your scanning devices. Yes. So we often process all of that data after because it's hard to, to look at all of those numbers at that time. Well, sure, because isn't the brain also controlling things like our hearts and our breathing? And it's doing all of these things that we're not even thinking about. That's all being controlled by the brain, right? And that's one of the issues we have when we're doing these studies, is we have to figure out both what what movement in the brain is that part that's controlling eye blinks or heartbeats, so we put electrodes on to make sure that we can clean up the data that comes out. So the sound of the heartbeat or the, the sound of the eye blink, we're able to kind of clear that out. So if our brains are all very similar and they're made up of like the same different kind of things, then what makes us different from each other? There's so many different ways that the brain is wired up that any sort of change will change who you are. Um, it, it really, it's like a fingerprint of our, of who we are. Um, 
none of us have the same brain, and that's what makes us unique and special. There's just so many different ways that it can be put together that no two people are going to be alike. Even if you have an identical twin, you're going to be different people. Part of that is also the connections in the brain. Let's say you start a new habit, like you try um, running every day or you try learning the piano. It's going to be harder at first, but then it gets easier and easier. And part of that is because those pathways in your brain that are helping you do that thing are going to get stronger and stronger. Can that happen all through your life, like even past childhood? We can't change our brains after adolescence, or can we change them our whole lives? You can change them after adolescence, but adolescence is the best time to start doing things like playing the piano or learning a new language because your brain is changing so much that those pathways are much easier to create. But neuroscientists did used to think that it was harder for the brain to develop as we were older. And now we've found that that's not true. So neuroplasticity is a fancy word that we used to say the brain is really good at developing those new connections. And that continues through our whole life. That never stops. And there are a few, a few times in our lives that are most important um, for neuroplasticity. Um, when we're first born... Uh, during adolescence, and then uh, in early to mid-adulthood are where a lot of these changes come together most profoundly. We have a studio dog here. Actually, there's two. And when you guys pet the studio dog, can you tell me how you feel? When I pet Lucky, I feel really nice and like, I feel like cozy. So when Isaac talks about feeling good petting the dog, what's happening there? Well, one thing that we know is that the heart heart rate often can be reduced. So you'll feel calm because your body is kind of relaxing. And some of those parts of your brain that, like the amygdala, is the part of the brain that activates when we're afraid. We call it the reptilian brain. So that's a part of the brain where um, you might fight or you might fly, flight, fight or flight is the phrase. So that part of your brain might be calming down and you're not using that as much and you're relaxing and your heartbeat is going down. What is the difference between a dog brain and a human brain? So our brains are more complex and we were talking earlier about how rats brains are really smooth when you look at them. Often our brains have more of those grooves, more of those folds than animal brains. Are there any animals who have more complex brains than we do? There are animals that have larger brains than we do, but we are really the, the top of the chain as far as complexity goes in the brain when it comes to processing the world around us. Do we really know, like we've never done a functional magnetic, we've never done an FMEG on a whale for example. So do we really know that they aren't like doing calculus in their brains? Well, they do have really complex social structures like whales and dolphins. So there's, and I think um, octopus also, we have indication that they're actually quite intelligent and it would be very hard to get them in machines to, to look at their brains, but we have been able to dissect some of those brains. 
And we know that they have lots of folds and they're really complicated because of all the folds and stuff. Is that right? Yes. But again, not doing some of the same things that human brains are able to do. Well, if you don't mind, we're talking about the brain right here on the Children's Hour. And we've had with us on the show today, Nick Acey and Ingrid Lane. They are from the Mind Research Network at the University of New Mexico. If you want to learn more about your brain or their studies, you can go to mrn.org. Thank you so much for being with us on the Children's Hour. Thank you. Thank you. This is Tom Chapin. Got fingers to snack, two hands to clap, ten toes to tap, but your brain is where you think a thought. You got legs to walk, a tongue to talk, you can walk and squawk, but your brain is where you think a thought. You got a mouth to drink, two eyes to blink, one place to think, and your brain is where you think a thought. You got ears to hear, what? Whoever's near, still it's very clear yes, that your brain is where you think a thought. It's like a picture there, it's underneath your hair, it's where you think. And thinking happens quick, it's like a magic trick, it's like Shazam. Where you think, where you think a thought, where you think, think, think a thought. Every day you grow, there's new stuff to know. New thoughts that flow in your brain when you think a thought. If you think it through, it might occur to you that I'm thinking too. My brain is where I think a thought. It's like a picture there, it's underneath your hair. It's where you think, and thinking happens quick. It's like a magic trick, it's like Shazam. So go on and think, and if we think and sing, we'll form a link to the thoughts up in our brains. We got a nose to smell, we got a story to tell, now we know darn well, but our brain is where we think a thought, our brain is where we think a thought, our brain is where we think a you might find pretty cool your brain is an awesome and amazing tool you don't have to be a child prodigy to increase the use of your memory 
Check out the power of a clear visual Makes it a whole lot easier for you to recall It'll surprise you to pick this up pretty quick You can't go wrong with your mind on mnemonic Never draw a blank, it's as good as in the bank Take an imaginary tour, spread your mental wings and soar Build the anticipation, having fun with your imagination If you create images that are so vivid It's just like making a movie in your head You'll see this is true, and if so inclined At any given moment you can always hit rewind Never draw a blank, it's as good as in the bank Take an imaginary tour, spread your mental wings and soar Build the anticipation, having fun with your imagination Now you can present at a relaxing pace Cause all of your ideas are in the right place This makes it sweet for you and me and The best thing is that it's absolutely free Othello holds the cello, but Bob pulls the bow And Yuba plays the tuba, but plays it very slow Luciano plays piano, and Doug plays the jug And Warren plays the French horn, we're lying on the rug In my head, in my head There's a band that is playing in my head In my head, in my head There's a band that is playing in my head Manuela plays vihuela, Zoot plays the flute Well, Sally's playing glockenspiel in her birthday suit Myrna plays the zerna and Chase plays the bass Well, Lizzie plays the dizzy and she plays it with her face In my head, in my head There's a band that is playing in my head In my head, in my head There's a band that is playing in my head There's Ocarina Tina, guitar on one, harpsichord and Gordon and Helicon John. Hurdy Gurdy Birdie is a monkey who is dirty, and fresh out of jaily is Ukulele Bailey. Ramona plays trombona, and also the shofar. There's a dude playing the oud and another one on guitar. There's Deuce and Goni Tony and Melophone Joan. The piccolo player just fell in the sousaphone. In my head, in my head. There's a band that is playing in my head In my head, in my head There's a band that is playing The donkey's always braying There's a band that is playing in my head You're listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio
The Children's Hour radio show is an independent production of The Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support provided by the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico, burnco.gov. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token Ibis, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. Support is also provided by the City of Albuquerque Cultural Services Department. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. And before the break, you heard there's a band in my head. That's a band called Dog on Fleas from a CD called Invisible Friends. Mind on Monomic is a local troubadour, John Simmons from Albuquerque, and Tom Chapin. The Incredible Flexible You is the name of his CD, Where You Think a Thought. We've been thinking a lot of thoughts on the Children's Hour today, mostly about brains. And some of the kids in the studio have their brains on the movies.
review of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie by two of Sonic's fans. Sonic the Hedgehog is a movie directed by Jeff Fowler and was released by Paramount Pictures. It's for children and parents alike, combining both comedy and action. The story literally follows Sonic, a blue hedgehog who runs super speed. He is constantly being pursued by the evil Dr. Robotnik, who is played masterfully by Jim Carrey. Helping him along the way is Sonic's friend, Tom, who he calls the Donut Lord. Tom is well played by James Marsden. Throughout the adventure, there's a sense of speed and urgency, no pun intended, as they try and avoid Dr. Robotnik's robotic creations. Sonic himself is quite nicely CGI animated and is voiced enthusiastically by Ben Schwartz. Overall, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie has a great sense of adventure and keeps the audience interested from the minute it begins to the moment it ends. The film's release has been highly anticipated, for during the movie's production, Sonic's visual design was changed due to the negative reaction it received when it was originally previewed. Through the help of Sega, who makes the Sonic video games, and Tyson Hess, who has been one of the artists that draws Sonic, they changed the design to the one that's in the movie now. Having felt that the original movie design was somewhat scary and, to be blunt, ugly, the changes they made in Sonic's look really was more like who he really was supposed to be. It made a huge difference in our ability to enjoy the movie. Overall, the movie's great for Sonic fans and newcomers alike. We give it a whole five chili dogs out of five chili dogs. For the Children's Hour, this was Zen and Amadeus Menendez.
second that I think about playing the drums I get an itchy feeling under my thumbs That one simple thought about a musical notion And my nervous system puts the wheels in motion On the brain train My thoughts are riding on the brain train At the speed of light On the brain train A little faster on the brain train Like this Where the idea is hatched But the right brain must open the latch Across the corpus callosum That's where it flows On down the track where the rhythm grows On the brain train My thoughts are riding on the brain train At the speed of light On the brain train A little faster on the brain train The deep basal ganglia sketch out a plan To show you how to give a beat to the they send a blueprint to the cerebellum That's the part of your brain that knows just what to tell them The spinal cord's next, left hand then right They activate the muscles that rock all night Now I'm playing the drums like I'm Ringo Starr Only took a nanosecond to travel this far On the brain train My thoughts are riding on the brain train At the speed of light On the brain train A little faster on the brain train Anything one can conceive, one can achieve. The power of the mind. Anything one can conceive, one can achieve. The power of the mind. Anything one can conceive, one can achieve. The power of the mind. 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 Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. In the Bible it says, in the beginning was the word. To some people that's the strangest thing that they have ever heard. And all the animals, creation, trees, and all the birds came from this one word. Some people find that quite absurd. But can you remember when you were thinking about having your baby? And the words and the thoughts coming from you and your lady. Those words and those thoughts, they became reality. They manifest into a baby. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Huh. Every evil action started with an evil thought. That blazing fire started with a little spark. Everything around you is the thought of somebody Somebody else's thoughts have become your reality The clock, the chair, the stereo, the fridge and the TV Were once just somebody's thoughts Are you with me? Are you with me? Never underestimate the power of your mind Dig deeper and 
and you will find that anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Right now I'm in a Rewa Studios in London City But to the power of my mind I can be anywhere that I wanna be I can just soup, 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 soup and go to Kingston City And say Irie to my brethren, sister and friends and family Then I can just soup, soup and take a trip to Africa And say Saubona, Ninjani to the Zulu warrior Then soup, soup to a part of Africa where they speak Swahili I'll say Hamjambo, Habarigani, Gina Lango, Maccabi Then soup to Senegal or Gambia or another country I say Naganga Dev, some more Tomoy in Maccabeo. Then soup, 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 and take a trip to Ethiopia. I say Tenai still in Kipila, I'm Laksata Masagana. Then soup, soup again and take a trip to Hawaii. I say Haloha, Pehehiho, this is Maccabeo. Then soup, 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 and take another trip to Japan. I say Konnichiwa, Genki Maccabeo, Mosimasa. Then soup, soup again and take a trip to India. I will say Anji, Kiahalhe, Miranam Maccabeo. Then soup, soup, soup again and take a trip to Germany. I'll say Encholdi Genzi Bita, Ikhaiza Maccabeo. Then soup over to France, well, maybe Paris. I'll say salutation, come on to level, amaze me, yow. Then soup, soup again and take a trip to Brazil. I will say hola, coma esta, coma vai. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Anything your mind can see, you can manifest physically. Without the thought, there's no reality. Cha. Whether you call it concentration, meditation or inspiration Here's an invitation for some mental elevation Positive inspiration gives a positive vibration The heights you can reach is beyond your imagination Always looking outside of yourself for the answer to the question Take a look within then you might find the explanation Your mind it is so powerful there is no limitation It just full of education Anything your mind can see Power of the Mind is Maccabee from a CD called Global Messenger. And before that, you heard Roger Day. The Brain Train is the name of that tune. My brain is a fist with the deedle deedle dees. And you are listening to the Children's Hour. We are so proud to announce that we have learning guides posted with this episode. You can go to childrenshour.org and look for The Brain. We made those so you can explore our topics deeper and even bring the children's hour into the classroom. We're going to go out with Paul Sanchez from a CD called Funky Kids. I'm Katie Stone. We'll catch you next time for another edition of the children's hour. I would while away the hours conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain I'd unravel any riddle of any individual in trouble or in pain With the thoughts I'd be thinking I could be another Lincoln if I only had a brain Oh I could tell you why the oceans near the shore I could think of things I never thunk before and then I'd sit and think some more 
I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. I would dance and be merry, life would be a dingadary if I only had a brain. Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Our show was written by Katie Stone with help from all of us and the kids crew. And our joke was written by Evan Dates. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Nick Lacey and Ingrid Lane from the Mind Research Network at the University of New Mexico for being with us on the show today. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts or at patreon.com slash the children's hour or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast we post our photos and more on instagram facebook and twitter find us at tch radio our theme music is written by ck bilo the children's hour is distributed by the children's hour incorporated prx and the pacifica radio network Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.